Well, let me see here. I think I'm on the Life in Space podcast again. How's everybody doing? Yeah, this is going to be cool. I know I say it all the time, but I think that we're going to get into some interesting topics today, especially ones involving cryptocurrency. And that, I think, is kind of neat. Yeah, I don't know. I was just freestyling something there. It didn't work out as well as I thought it would. But I think that was kind of fun. (laughs) Yeah, considering that, uh, yeah, that was just off the top of my head. So uh, today, yeah, I think we're going to touch on some financial stuff. I don't know. I don't really talk about this too often, but I think it'll be worth looking into because I don't know about you. But recently, I have been getting the crypto fever lately. And uh, yeah, it's becoming more and more relevant every day now, it seems like in my life that it's like the one thing that I have like been looking into the most of out of the out of all my free time recently. So uh, yeah, and I've been actually into crypto for a few years. Um, and more recently, as the years been going by, I've been getting more and more interested in it and just trying to figure it out on my own and maybe hopefully help some people, uh, you know, figure it out for themselves. And uh, just taking consideration, this podcast is 100% my opinion. So if you know, all of a sudden you buy into some sort of coin or whatever, and you're like, hey, man, that guy told me to go buy some crypto and I lost it all. Hey, you know, I'm not responsible for that. So, uh, you know, go to somebody else and cry about that. It's not my fault. So invest at your own risk. That's basically my best advice for anybody wanting to do any of this stuff. Just do it yourself and take the hardships if you take the hardships. And if you can't, you can't get out of it. Uh, That's basically the best advice I have for anybody willing to invest in anything. And that goes for anything like stocks or whatever, you know, I mean, Uh, I don't even know who's buying stocks right now. I mean, especially my generation. Uh, I think crypto is probably the one thing that I definitely have gotten into that is other than music or hobby-like things that hopefully in the future it'll actually pay out. So uh, yeah, I'll just give you like an introduction, I guess, right now um, about like, uh, I think it was like 2017 is when I first kind of started like creeping into the crypto market. And I think it was during the bull run of 2017. And uh, yeah, I was hearing a lot about how Bitcoin was making a ton of revenue or whatever you might call it, investors or buying into it and the coin goes up in price. And nobody ever thought it would ever go above a certain dollar amount. They thought like, yeah, this is just, you know, one of those things everybody's kind of excited about, but then it just kind of becomes like a bit of a bummer thing. And it turned out that... uh, uh, for some people it worked out. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Bitcoin got to like, I mean, over like 20 grand, I think. And so it got me thinking like, you know, what should I do with some extra income? I should probably look into investing. So, uh, that was my beginning when I very, very, very beginning when I first started. So, uh, you know, we ended up investing a little bit into it and then all of a sudden the markets went into like, I don't know what they call like a, a crypto winter or whatever you call it. it. It basically, nothing happened for like several years. In fact, the prices went down and uh, yeah, there was some money that was left uh, in the hundreds of dollars and not the thousands. So 
it was a bit of a bummer. I totally forgot about it for a while. So I said, you know, if it becomes relevant later on in the future, I'll come back to it and we'll, you know, take a look and see exactly what's happening. And so now, I mean, what's happening is insane. You know, I mean, you're talking about all these new coins coming into the market. And, uh, you know, you're not just talking about Bitcoin and Ethereum. You're talking about a whole variety of coins. Uh, Coins not even sold on exchanges yet. I mean, the ones that are actually being just talked about and are very, very brand new that have been coming out during this whole Dogecoin thing. Uh, In Dogecoin, wow, I mean, you're talking about one of the coolest things I think I've ever been involved in recently is, is Dogecoin. And I've been really, really excited about it. I've been really, really, um, how do you say the word bullish? <laughs> now I'm going to start using crypto lang. Uh, yeah, I've, I've been pretty bullish on, uh, the Dogecoin thing right now. So, and, uh, we're not going to talk about specifics investing. Like, I mean, how many dollars or whatever I'm investing in any of these coins and whatnot. But, uh, let's just say that I, uh, I have some, uh, I have some savings into it and, uh, yeah. And I'm hoping for the best for the future, you know? And, um, man, when I first heard about Doge, this was like a couple months ago and, uh, I, was lucky to get in early. I mean, not so early that, uh, you know, all of a sudden crypto millionaire. It's it's just, I got into the point where I basically was like thinking, you know, man, if I got in just a few months earlier, you know what I'm saying? I, I would be really rocking it. So, uh, so I, I started doing some research. I started looking at different coins. I started, you know, deciding exactly what I want to diversify into and, uh, you know, which projects might have the better payouts and which ones have maybe some, you know, how do you say growth, you know, for them. And the great thing about the crypto market right now is that it's so new. I mean, you're, you're talking about, you know, only like I, they're saying like 1% of people are into it right now. So if you have any crypto, it doesn't matter if it's a couple of coins or a couple thousand, uh, you're like the 1% of people that actually are, are into crypto right now. And so there's a whole lot of people that are not into it. So, uh, we're talking when this becomes even more relevant in the years down the road, there's going to be a lot of money being made with the crypto markets. And if you can get them right now, you know, at the prices that they are, uh, just imagine the returns on them. In fact, I mean, you're talking about, you know, bonds and stocks and IRAs and things. You don't get the kind of returns on those that you would on crypto. I mean, if you're talking like, for instance, you bought Doge when it was under like five cents and you put in like five or ten thousand dollars, you could uh, you could have hit it pretty big in the next month. So you're talking about returns of like, you know, thousands of percents. Uh, just from investing in a coin. Now, of course, there are their own advantages and disadvantages to doing this. You know, as of now, cryptocurrency and the hype around it uh, is definitely something to take in consideration, not taken lightly, but take into consideration that there is a risk involved in all this. And the risk can actually be very great. You know, it can be a lot of risk and there can be a lot of stress and confusion and sometimes even a little bit of worry in it. Uh, you know, whether or not you made the right decision, buying the right coin, spending the money, or if, for instance, you bought in when uh, Doge was sitting at 70 cents and then all of a sudden it's back down to like 37 or 20 when it actually got the lowest. Uh, so you're talking about kicking yourself in the rear end, you know, buying in high. And then all of a sudden you're worried that you're going to lose it all. And then what happens is that people end up selling. And so you obviously don't want to play that game. That's the worst game you could possibly play. 
uh, buying in and then selling at a low price just because, you know, you're definitely going to lose at that point. And the whole idea of this is that uh, you only lose when you sell low. So uh, in my best advice when it comes to buying any of these tokens is that if you do buy in, uh, go for the long term. Don't go for a short term ride because when you go into this, you're going to be watching it constantly and you're going to see that the prices start dipping and then you're going to be freaking out and then you're like, oh, well, I'll lose half my investment or whatever. But just just stop watching it, man, and then just go do something else for a little while come back and then all of a sudden you're like, whoa, I'm I'm up like 5% or something. So uh, it's constantly changing 100%. It's constantly, constantly changing. And this stuff, you know, it changes very, very quick. So uh, keep in mind, if you do invest in this, take it in like, for instance, they always say like a five-year plan, you know, just keep it for at least a few years, you know, and if you do hit it big, yeah, you know, obviously you can take some of the rewards from it, but look into it as if you're investing in something in a five or 10 year plan. And that's the way I'm looking at it. I'm holding on to them for the long term, and hopefully in that long term, it'll definitely pay off, you know, so you never know what the price of these coins are actually going to end up at. Uh, in fact, I mean, we never knew Bitcoin would be, you know, hitting almost 40K. And so uh, that is definitely mind-blowing, man, especially with people making money off of it and, and the markets and how volatile they are and not to mention all the, you know, the manipulation that's going on right now. There's a lot of Definitely, there's a lot of stuff going on around out there where people are hyping something or they're talking bad about another coin. And a lot of the times that they're doing this is to put fear into people that are actually just average consumers that are buying this and then to then get back out of it because it's already, you know, the advantage is for those who are already heavily invested invested in this. So if you're heavily invested in these crypto coins and you're making a lot of money off of it, you know, then uh, those guys are obviously going to be able to move the market more than you can. You know, for somebody that actually has a few thousand coins, it doesn't make a difference really if you buy and then sell and then all of a sudden, you know, the market doesn't dip that much. But if somebody has a few million of these coins, then you can definitely see a change in the market. And so that's what you kind of, you know, you know, you're thinking about all the time is that like, man, what if somebody that's, you know, has a lot of them sells and my, and then what I invested in goes down in price and they can do that. But again, that, that can all be solved with looking at it to a long-term investment rather than doing it in a short term. And if you're just trying to get into this just to make a quick buck, it might not work out for you. And there's been this thing where people think that they can just buy and sell and they can just follow the markets and then that way they can sell high and buy low and keep doing that. And it, it might not work out for you. Uh, most people have been saying that that kind of uh, what they call swing trading is a very, very difficult thing to do with crypto markets because of how fast they swing. So that would probably be one thing to maybe not do because, yeah, you might end up losing it or you might miss an opportunity to buy it lower and then you end up, uh, yeah, you end up, uh, it goes up and you just sold it. And then now you want to get back in, you got to lose some coins to buy back in. I don't know. Just the kind of things I've been hearing about. 
But uh, one thing I definitely do notice about most of these tokens is that <laughs> it's definitely created a, uh, a new generation of YouTubers. And I've been seeing a lot of it happening on YouTube where basically there is just a, a flood of people trying to get in on this trend of talking about crypto coins and crypto, you know, marketing. And uh, they're giving your, their opinions on what they think is going to happen or they're going to say, oh, you know, we see an 8,000% gain on this coin. Go and buy, buy, buy. And another thing I would be wary about is be aware of the hype that's going to be, you know, flashing around with this kind of stuff. The hype is obviously going to be mega on this. I mean, people are, this is the thing that's going around right now. It's like a, a virus being passed around. People are going to hype a lot of this stuff. And a lot of these guys are doing it because they obviously want people to come in and subscribe, like their content, and then eventually they start getting donations and things. Uh, and I guarantee you that if somebody's obviously hyping a coin, you know, to the point where it just seems like they're about to lose it. Uh, yeah, they might not have the best intentions for, you know, the best intentions for the person watching the video. They might just be doing this as to get personal gain for themselves. And uh, what I so call is the new digital panhandling era, where basically anybody who has a computer, a phone or something like that can just get on the internet, start a YouTube channel, as long as they have all the right keywords inside the title, or they have, you know, searchable terms that are people are searching right now that are trending, then they can get, you know, they can get you all riled up and they can get you into their channel and then they start promoting something. They get you really excited. And then now you're like, oh man, I like this guy so much. I just want to give him like $10 and I want to give him 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80. And I've been seeing guys getting mad donations for the stuff. And I don't even understand why people are giving these guys money. Isn't the whole point is to go and buy these crypto coins for yourself and invest. I, I, I just don't get it. But uh, yeah, there's going to be a lot of people hyping this stuff. And so just be very weary about that, that people are going to be doing this for their own interest. But that's what brings me to another subject is that in a sense, you know, these coins are actually kind of like the perfect sales pitch because just think about it. You buy coins, let's say you buy them at a really good deal. You know, you get them under a penny and you have a couple hundred thousand coins of something. Okay, I'm not just, just think of an, a new coin or something. And then you go on the internet, you don't necessarily have to sell anything to anybody. You just have to talk about it. You just have to bring it up. You just have to get people to think about it, put it in their mind, and then they go and they do all the buying. And then that drives the price up. So it's not like you're going door to door, knocking on people's houses and stuff and saying, hey, I got this product that I want to sell you. It doesn't work that way. So it's like the perfect sales pitch in a sense. So you know, as long as you're invested in it and it gets enough hype. And we've seen that with the Elon Musk tweets, you know, the Elon Musk tweets have been going on. And then every time he tweets, it's either Doge goes up or maybe it goes down a little bit, but then all of a sudden it spikes again and everybody's interested. So this is also driven by a lot of hype too. So be careful when you buy coins that, you know, you have a very high hope for that it starts going up and people start buying in. It starts going up real quick. Well, what happens is that when people actually have a lot of them, they do, they want to cash in. So if it hits a number that they're satisfied with, they might sell like 90% of their, you know, their stock or whatever. I'll just call it stock. They might sell 90% of their coins or their stock. And so, yeah, and that's particularly what a lot of people are going to do if they have a lot of them. And so people get disappointed when the price starts going down or when there's market manipulation. You know, that's also possible, too, where people are moving coins around on the uh, exchanges. They basically short sell them and then the price goes down and then, then 
big guys come in with millions of dollars and they buy them really, really super cheap because they see the potential that the coin has. They see that people are interested in it. So uh, right now is a very, very rough time. There's no regulations. There's no. So just to put it out there, uh, anybody interested in cryptocurrency, there are no regulations. There's no rules on it. It's like the wild, wild west of money right now. So if somebody decides to buy 100 million tokens and then in another year or so, they can sell all 100 million tokens if they want to. And then, you know, that obviously drives your price down. But, you know, when you have brought their price up, they sell and then they take the market with them. But so it, it's just there are no rules whatsoever right now. And the whole idea of decentralized money and the whole idea of cryptocurrency is so that way there there are no rules. You know, They don't want any rules. They don't want the banks to be involved. They don't want any kind of regulations on the money. They just want to be able to do what they want with it and send it wherever they want to. And that's the great thing about cryptocurrency is that That'll be the next point that I make is that you could literally send money all over the world with a, just a click of a button, you know, and with minimal fees as well. So if you took like, you know, let's say 50,000 Dogecoins and you wanted to pay somebody in China, you could hit one button and then send it all to that person without even transacting with a bank, without going to Western Union, without having to put any cash into it. Uh, you could just, if you already own it, that, that is, but you could just send it. And then no other third parties are involved. The only thing you pay is a certain fee. And that fee uh, just, uh, you know, it's it's kind of a, accordingly adjusted to like what the market's at at the time. Now, at the time we're talking Dogecoin, I think, to transfer any Doge at this point, it's like 50 Doge to transfer your Doge, as far as I know. Uh, which at the price that it is right now, it's not exactly worth it. But the developers will eventually change those rules and those rules will change where the the fees will be less and you know for instance like bitcoin if you had like 100 bitcoin back in the day and you wanted to send somebody 50 bitcoin like i mean maybe the transaction was close to about like you know a half a bitcoin or something like that now today if you wanted to send you know a lot you know maybe even just one Bitcoin to have to send that with a half a Bitcoin would be crazy. You know, you'd have to send, you know, a 10th or a, you know, a 100th of that coin, you know, to make the, the fees reasonable. So, uh, they do particularly go back and they, you know, they, they, they kind of like cut the fees lower as time goes on, if there's more people invested in it. So that way, you know, you're not paying out your button fees. Cause that'd be, that would defeat the purpose of the whole coin, you know, because we're, we're focused on keeping the banks out of the system. So we want to make the fees reasonable. Uh, we want to make the people that are using their computers to send money back and forth. We want to reward them reasonably. We don't want to give them too much of a crazy, you know, amount of money in, involved in this. But, uh, basically these coins are only worth as much as people put money into them. And that's what they call a market cap. And then, uh, you know, there's also a token supply. So if you, you know, do the math on those two things, you can kind of figure out what the price of the token is. And it depends if these coins actually have a hard cap, which means it won't go past that point, or if they actually, you know, have a different tokenomics involved, whether there's coins being burnt or coins being added. So that all takes into the equation about how much, it, you know, the prices will fluctuate and stuff. And the whole idea of Doge, the Dogecoin, is to keep the price reasonably low, but at the same time, you know, people could still make money off of, you know, investing in it right now. So uh, if you think that Dogecoin is going to hit the numbers that uh, Bitcoin's going to hit, that 
that's almost never going to happen because the market supply is like way up there. It's in the trillions, you know. And in order to like make that equal, you would have to put so many trillions of dollars into Dogecoin. People would have to buy in so much in order for the price to go up significantly higher than, let's say, $10 or something like that, which, you know, it's very tough to say if that'll ever happen in the history of Dogecoin. But if you bought Dogecoin under like, you know, a penny, I mean, oh my gosh. I mean, if you actually hit a dollar, if it went to a dollar, you would be swimming in money. You know what I'm saying? So that's what everybody's trying to do right now. That's kind of like the whole idea. Everybody's got the gold rush going on right now for cryptocurrency right now. That's like the newest thing. And it just, it kind of blows my mind. It does, it's, it's very amazing just to think about it, that this stuff that basically is just, it's invisible. It's on computer. It's like in thin air and people are investing money into it. And that's what's driving this token economic situation right now. In fact, most people are kind of worried about what's going on with the economic situation with the fiat currency of the United States dollar. So, I mean, if inflation keeps going up and things keep happening like this, people might actually look into buying cryptocurrency as an alternative to, you know, the everyday transa- transactions with the US dollar. So, and not to mention it it, it increases it, it gains equity. It actually will increase in value, you know, later on down the road when more people start investing and you never know the banking systems might actually adopt these, you know, uh new ideas and they might actually start having like deposits for like Dogecoin and Bitcoin and Litecoin and Ethereum and things like that. And uh, there are so many coins. And that's the next thing I wanted to say is that there are just so many coins and you have to be very considerate how you buy them, where you buy them and what you do with them. Because uh, there are a lot of different places to do this. There's a lot of different stories I've heard of people having hard times with it. And there's just a lot of economic stuff that, you know, if you're taking in consideration the fees and stuff, and if you're trading and you're doing things like that, everything involves a fee. So you just expect that you're going to end up having to spend money to make money. That's the very, very first key into doing all this is that if you're going to put money into this, expect that you're going to have to pay a little bit of money to get that money. Okay. Because uh, if you do purchase, let's say on a Kraken exchange, uh, exchange, my bad, Kraken exchange is by far one of the most, from what I've heard, the most trusted and the most secure exchange in the United States. And I think they're based out of San Francisco. And those are the one, those are the guys that I go to the most. I, I do most of my transactions on Kraken. I think Kraken's platform is uh, probably, well, it's not the best by far, but it's definitely the one that I feel the most comfortable with. Uh, it, it just seems like every time that I go in there, it seems like everything, uh, you know, clicks properly, you know, and some of these websites, it, it can be kind of questionable, you know, especially with a lot of them being overseas, uh, a lot of them being overseas and a lot of them being not within, you know, your realm. So uh, I know that Binance, there's a European version of Binance and there's also a U.S. version of Binance. Now, whether they're both, you know, owned by the uh, European version, I'm not sure, but uh, Binance is probably another another good one to go to, and uh, and the last one I would probably say is Coinbase. So my top three I would probably say is Kraken, Binance.us, and Coinbase. I do trust those three guys, as far as I you know as far as I know. And uh, Coinbase by far is the easiest one to buy. So if you're looking just to buy in as quick as you possibly can, uh, Coinbase might be the best 
option for you. So if you're new to this, they make it really simple and easy to understand. They have an app. You can just download the app on coinbase.com or whatever. If you got an iPhone, you can just get it from the, you know, their coinbase app.com or whatever. And, um, you can literally, uh, I, I'm not sure. You might have to get verified on it first. I do know that a lot of these platforms require you to be verified. And by verification, what that means is that you actually have to send them a photocopy of your ID. Uh, there might be some that actually ask for a passport. Uh, and then you have to verify your address, your social security number, and all that stuff. And this is specifically because the United States, with the taxation uh, of crypto coins, uh, they have to report all this to the, to the IRS. If you actually make gains on your coins, for instance, if you invest five cents in one coin and then it goes to like a dollar and you make 95 cents on that coin and then sell that coin for USD, USD, which is the fiat currency, uh, you will have to pay taxes on that. So there's there's a taxation thing. So to get verified on these websites, they actually have to submit 1099 forms for you as a, um, basically it's like if you gain uh, value on property, or if you gain value in like an asset or something like that, then there's a, you know, a, a tax station on, uh, you know, financial gain. So, uh, so you have to be verified if you're going to deposit fiat currency into these sites. Now, if you of you know, obviously if you have like some sort of coin already, you can put these coins into the, uh, into the exchanges right away. So if you buy a coin on another platform and then you just put them into Coinbase or you put them in a Kraken or you put them in a Binance, you can load it up as much as you possibly want. But when it comes to putting U.S. dollars into it, you actually have to get verified and all that. And they have set limits too, but the limits are actually surprisingly very high. Like, I mean, <laughs> it's kind of crazy, but, you know, uh, Coinbase will actually let you put $35,000 a day into Coinbase. I mean, if your bank will allow that, most banks will not. I know that most banks have like a $5,000 daily limit, but Coinbase, if you have a bank that will allow you to do that, if you just happen to be very wealthy, you can put like $35,000 a day into it. And that's insane. I can't even, I can't even imagine that right now. So, uh, yeah, I mean, if you're balling that bad <laughs> or doing that good, like, I mean, geez, that's a lot of money to put into cryptocurrency every day. So that's just uh, some of the things that being verified will allow you to do. And not to mention withdrawals, too. Like, there are, are limits on withdrawals and stuff. But apparently, if you're verified, you can withdraw a lot. So, uh, yeah. And that is just something to take into consideration before you get on these exchanges. Now, you have to start somewhere, though. So, like, obviously, Kraken, Coinbase, or, Coin, uh, I'm sorry, Binance.us, if you're in, in the United States, are a great way to get started. And um, be be mindful about that it could take up to a week to get verified. Uh, so, if you're looking at the prices now and you're not verified, you have no way of buying crypto at the moment, uh, yeah, you know, it's going to change by the time you actually get to buy it. So, these are things to keep in mind about. You know, if you haven't already looked into it or you haven't already gotten to that point, there's a waiting period. And there's a lot of different rules, too. So, I mean, we'll get to some of them. I don't know if I'll cover everything. This will be kind of a jam-packed podcast today. I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to get to everything that I possibly can that's interesting. And then I'll leave it to you to figure it out. But so uh, basically, there's a lot of rules involved in like waiting periods before when I first started. Coinbase was the easiest to buy in. You can actually buy, like, I think uh, you can buy and withdraw like $1,200 immediately. 
uh, when I first joined Coinbase. Now, Kraken, when I got a Kraken account, when I got a little bit more serious about it, when I wanted to buy other coins besides just Ethereum, and like I think there was one other one I was interested in, I forget what it was, but you can go to a, you know, a different exchange that has you know more coins. And back like three years ago, this was kind of like less common. You didn't see like uh, you know like a hundred different coins to purchase, but now you see a lot of them. But Kraken actually had some other coins I was interested in. And I got for, you know, a decent number, you know, for whatever I paid for. And uh, yeah, so if you go to a place like that, uh, well, talking retrospect, you had to do what they call wire transfer. And a wire transfer involves having your bank uh, routing number and your your, uh, account number. And uh, that would involve you sending money. uh, And it can be a little you know, uh, how do you say stressful because you're basically banking on the idea that you have everything correct when you're sending the wire and that your money doesn't get lost. So you had to send a wire, make sure everything's correct and make sure that when you're depositing it into Kraken, that you put the exact information they tell you to put in when you're making this wire. And then you would have to send it there and it could take up to 24 hours to go through. If you do it on the weekend, it could take even longer. It could be like the next Monday. So it wasn't like the easiest thing to do, you know. So if the price was low when you decided that you wanted to buy, you'd probably have to wait 12 hours for the money to clear. So it became a big problem. It was a big hassle. Unless you had the money in there ahead of time and you were just waiting for the opportunity to buy, this was always like, you know, hey, do I do it? Do I not do it? It was kind of sketchy. So this kind of made other platforms like Coinbase kind of like it made, you know, them more attractive in that sense because you could just buy directly through your bank account. But you can only buy like I think at that time like three different coins. But Kraken has a variety of them. So if you wanted to do it that way, you could do a wire transfer. In fact, not too long ago, I actually did one. It was a couple months ago. So I, up to that point, I was actually doing those. And keep in mind, a, a wire transfer for most most banks is going to cost you $25 to send money. So you have to make sure it's worth it for you. If you don't want to just, I mean, if you just want to buy a couple hundred dollars, it might not be worth spending $25 for every time you make a wire. So you want to make it worth your investment, you know, make it you know, unfortunately in, in some situations, it's, it's probably like a thousand would be worth spending that kind of money. If you're talking about fees and stuff and not to mention when you buy the crypto, you're going to pay fees to buy the crypto. So again, like I mentioned, there's fees involved in all this. Uh, but now they make it much easier and Kraken now allows you to go directly through your bank. If you'd go through like, you know, just logging into your bank and then you can just send it directly from your bank to Kraken. It's like almost instantly now. So thank goodness for that Kraken. I'm glad that you guys did that. Uh, but you know, Binance has that same option. You can just do it directly through your bank or you can send a wire, uh, Coinbase. I, I'm not sure if they do wires, but they, uh, they have the whole connection through your bank as well. And it's kind of interesting. They have a lot more features on it. They actually show you your, your balance and everything, which kind of creeped me out at first. Cause it's like, I don't like seeing my bank information on Coinbase like that. Uh, but at the same time, I thought it was really, you know, unique, I guess, uh, it made it very, very easy. I mean, I'm telling you, it made it so easy to buy something. It's almost so easy. I don't even know how I can tell you how easy it is. You literally just hit a button. You can have Doge right in your wallet within like two seconds. I mean, that was insane. So I was actually kind of impressed with that though. So the easiest way, like I said, would be on Coinbase. So, uh, 
Yeah, and hopefully they have more coins coming to these exchanges because there's some other coins I'm really interested in that I really want to see them sell and I want to get involved into uh, because there are even more sketchier ways of buying crypto on the internet. So, And those are what they call like pancake tokens or going through BNB uh, backed like tokens. And uh, those guys are like, it's like a whole nother world of crypto. And just keep in mind when you're doing stuff like that, be so careful, like extremely careful. There's so many ways of getting, you know, getting manipulated on there. Or, you know, for instance, you don't know exactly what you're doing. You're trying to buy one coin, but you don't, you don't have the right coin to buy it with. And when you're buying things on a pancake swap, I think the for the most part of it, uh, you have to have smart chain, which is a BNB coin, and so you have to know your your transactions, where you're, what you're doing with it, and they have a thing called a trust wallet, and it's another way of buying crypto as well. They do it through different partnerships, so you can go on a trust wallet and you can purchase what they call BNB or smart chain through a program called Simplex, and uh, these are th- just things to keep aware. You know, uh, you're you're definitely gonna be uh, consider. Uh, you're definitely what's the word I'm thinking of? Just be mindful that uh, this is kind of a, a different way of doing it. Uh, your your bank might actually decline your transfers uh, when you're buying through this trust wallet app called Simplex. Uh, I've been hearing a lot of people actually getting uh, declined every time they try to buy because uh, their bank thinks it's a like a scam or they think that there's like a uh, like a problem with the company or something that comes up as like a scam so uh they say oh uh we saw that you know there's a transaction for like this simplex and uh was this you that did it and so you'll get alerts if you have the bank you know if you have a banking company that you're banking with that actually sends you text messages or emails about that which I think pretty much all of them do. Uh, you'll have to respond to that if you want to. If you want the transaction to go through, so just be very weary of that. You know, be be aware that there are the potential of getting declined uh, transactions through Simplex for some reason, uh, and those other opportunities to buy what they call different altcoins. I guess you can call them. Uh, the two that I'm actually mostly talking about is uh, Safe Moon and Bonfire. Those are my two pick for uh, like coins that are just really alternative coins. Uh, I do like Safe Moon and Bonfire, and we'll talk about that a little later. But uh, just, just yeah, like that's just n- another way to do it. There's videos on the internet on how to actually do this, uh, but you'll have to maybe jump through some hoops to do it. And so you'll have to call your bank and tell them, yeah, I'm authorizing this transaction or something, or you have to let them know because if you don't, then Visa will actually block your card and you can't purchase. So yeah. And I mean, that's the banking system trying to keep you from spending money on crypto. So just think of it that way. Yeah, Uh, they probably aren't too happy about this whole crypto market thing. So they want to make it as difficult as possible. And there's a lot of stuff going on out there that will try to discourage you from doing this. Another thing to keep a uh, you know a, you know an eye on is that uh, one thing I did notice on Binance.us when I was using the app is that when you're buying crypto directly from your bank rather than just uh, you can actually do this thing. It's called funding your account, which basically you could just put money into your account and then you can then use it at your will. Uh, but if you actually purchase coins directly, like straight up, you can actually go into it and say, hey, I want to buy VeChain, for instance, and I just want to buy a you know, $1,200 of chain right now. And you can just click that button to buy it right away. Uh, keep in mind, this is one issue that I did have, you know, 
with doing it is that you'll actually get an error when you're purchasing directly through fiat to your particular coin you're buying. And um, I did have a little issue where I thought didn't go through, so I did it again. I'm like, why is it not going through? I did it again, and then I did it one more time, and it actually charged me four separate times. So you wanna be careful when you're doing that. you know, test the grounds, test the waters first before you jump into doing something like that. So what they call funding your account would be like just going in and saying, I want to put this amount of money into Binance or for instance, Kraken or Coinbase or whatever. And then you would just basically like preload the money in there before you buy the coin. Now, the easiest one that I had was going to Coinbase, like I mentioned. You can buy like Dogecoin straight up right out of your account, go directly to buy Doge and you type in how much dollar amount you want to buy it says yay man you're good you got it now and coinbase puts it directly in your account it happened i couldn't believe how amazingly quick it was and how awesome it was so you can do that on those platforms but binance.us i had this one issue it just it gave like the syntax error or something like that and so yeah you might think it didn't go through but it, it probably did so and then not to mention, too, if you have daily limits on your bank, uh, you might actually spend more than you, you actually, you know, than you think. And not to mention that sometimes these transactions don't go through for a couple of days. So if you actually buy like, you know, 100 here and a couple hundred there and a thousand there, and then all of a sudden you realize all the transactions went through on, let's say you bought them on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, but all the transactions went through on Friday. And so all those transactions from your bank just go through on the same day. And then you're like, whoa, how'd that happen? I don't have any money to spend on Friday. So uh, keep in mind, you know, and then you go in there and you're like, hey, I want to get a couple more hundred of this one and then you find out that it says decline because there's you know something with your bank going on so these are just things that you might come into a roadblock that just keeps you from doing it so uh sometimes your bank doesn't work as fast as these coins do these coins are like you know they're quick you know in the banking system it takes days sometimes to go through a transaction. So it is kind of amazing that you can buy certain coins, even like, for instance, they were talking about Bitcoin. It takes a half an hour for it to go through. And some banking systems won't even let you have a transaction go through for like at least 72 hours. So uh, yeah, you know, it's just what this is now. And since we have these different technologies now, we don't have coins that you necessarily have to mine through like expensive, you know, hardware, like these computer GPUs now. You have things like like uh, Dogecoin or SafeMoon or whatever uh, that l- are literally in, like instantaneous. You know, they, they, they are so quick and they don't require all that hardware in order to do what they call mining now. So uh, you could literally like buy something and send it right away. So uh, it's pr- pretty amazing. You know, digital currency. I, I really do think that it's going to be the future. And I do think that uh, a lot of people just don't, you know, they just don't see it the same way as maybe most people do, but, uh, people are adapting it. People are getting more familiar with it. I think the more you learn about, I mean, I got, I got obsessed with it. I'm just telling you, I got so obsessed with it. I had to learn everything about it because I was like, man, I'm, I'm behind, you know, I should have known about this back in 2013, you know, when the whole thing happened with Bitcoin. I mean, if I did, I would, I would be thanking myself right now. So, I mean, just keep that in mind. You take the risks, you know, but the rewards are awesome. So for instance, if a coin really hits big, you get major rewards. And so that's what's amazing about it. And so, and right now it's, it's even hard to find coins that are under 10 cents now, uh, especially on the exchanges. Now, if you go to other 
places on the internet, like I said, the pancake swaps, which are even more of a risk, you can find a lot of tokens that are way, way under a cent. I mean, you're talking with like five or six zeros with a decimal, you know, decimal and like six zeros. I mean, literally, it's like worthless, you know. Uh, but those coins, Dogecoin started off in a similar way. And so now Dogecoin is actually, you know, what is it right now? As of this podcast right now, Dogecoin is sitting at 37 cents. So for something that has had no value whatsoever, that's sitting at 37 cents, you can make a lot of money, you know, and that's a whole different way of looking at investments. You know, you know, most of the time you're thinking, oh, well, if you buy a stock at $5 and it goes to $25, you made $25 for each one of those stocks. Hey, yeah. But this is like on levels of like insanity. I mean, if you had 100,000 tokens and you multiply that by like 37 cents, you know, it's like 37, like, what is that? It's a lot, you know? I mean, do the math. I mean, I'm not going to tell you exactly because I have to go through the whole thing, but it's probably like 37,000 or something like that. Uh, it's 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 quite amazing, you know, that you can actually, and it's real. Some people are pinching themselves like, no way. I bought all this uh, Dogecoin and now I'm like a millionaire. Can't be right. It's like, this is crazy. Like in literally like in a few days, like when Dogecoin took off, people became millionaires. I mean, Boom. That's crazy. I mean, <laughs> oh man. I mean, just to, just think of it this way. I mean, if even, even if you could just pay your house off, you know, just by investing a couple thousand dollars in something and then it goes up in price, whether it takes a year or maybe if it takes five years, that would still be a win in my situation. Absolutely. I mean, it would be amazing. It'd be amazing to do that kind of thing. And so, uh, there are these things, uh, you know, that are like what they call like what they call BNB token coins now. Uh, and one that I'm really particularly interested in is this bonfire. And I think they actually have a good project going. I think, the, I think that bonfire has a very nice uh, community. Um, it's very, very new. It just started up like less than like a couple months ago or something. And the, the price is like at 000, 000, 00013. And so that's, that's like, that's like fractions and fractions and fractions of a cent. And if you had put, let's say, $1,000 into that, I mean, you're talking like, you know, that is like in the billions of coins. You're talking billions of bonfire coins. And that is absolutely insane. I mean, if you bought so early as to having billions of coins and those even got to a penny... Oh, dude, I mean, you're talking insane money. If it just got to a penny, you're talking, I'll do a little bit of math now for the audience. So let's say you bought $1,000 of Bonfire, okay, at the price it is right now. So it's six zeros with a one three. So 0 0.01234567 and then one three you would get 7.6 billion tokens. All right. So, <laughs> 7.6 billion tokens at the price that it is right now. Now, minus some transaction fees and things like that. You might be looking at like 7.5 billion tokens or something, right? And let's say that even just got to one penny. Okay. If it got to one cent, if all those zeros disappeared and we got one cent, that's $76 million. So a $1,000 investment, 
to $76 million. Now, am I crazy? Probably. You know, you might be thinking that's probably not going to happen. Who knows? Bonfire might not ever reach a cent. It might not. We don't know. Let's hope, you know, in this theory, we'll just hope that it does. And uh, we'll just pretend. And if that did happen, like that is beyond life changing. I mean, you're talking about insane money. What are you going to do with that kind of money? You know, you can live up the life that nobody could ever dream of. Uh, You're talking about money to invest. And then if you wanted to reinvest that money, oh my goodness, then you can do amazing things with that. You can, you know, obviously start organizations. You can uh, donate to something. You could, uh, you could do a lot of good with it. You know, unfortunately there might not be as many people out there that want to do good as they would want to just be selfish with it and just have a amazing lifestyle, but you could, and those are all things that you could do. And so, uh, yeah, if you're willing to take the risk, only if you're willing to take the risk. If you don't invest more than what you can lose. So if you can lose $1,000, then, you know, by all means, try it. Uh, but if you can't, I wouldn't say like, you know, go take all your savings and jump it into some coin that we don't know anything about. You know, don't obviously don't be stupid with it. That'd be a stupid thing to do. You know, considering there's a lot of these coins that are actually scams. And I'll just be honest. The first one to mention is this uh, Shiba Inu coin. That is 100%, without a doubt, some sort of scam. They're trying to create a hype alongside of the Dogecoin. So, and I know that this coin actually probably came out before Dogecoin, or it might have been something similar around the time that it came out. Who knows? I'm not really sure 100%, but I they've been around for at least, I think, a few years. But uh, they are like aiming every bit of ammunition that they have towards like killing the dogecoin and stuff and all the whatnot and this whole weird thing with this half the tokens were sent to this you know russian dude and he was supposed to burn them all or whatever the case is which by the way when you burn a token it doesn't exist anymore on the platform which causes the supply to drop and when the supply drops the price goes up and then what happens in certain coins like that, they call them pump and dumps. So what happens is that they hype the coin and then, you know, maybe a few million people invest in like a few bucks here and there. And then what happens is the guys that own it all, they have like billions of coins. They just sell them. And then so now they have all your money. And so that's not a good thing. So we obviously don't want that to happen. That'd be a stupid thing to happen. That would be the worst thing to happen is you put money into something and it just completely goes to waste. Uh, but as for a majority of the coins that are on these uh, financial, like, you know, exchanges, uh, the majority of them have a lot of really good, uh, you know, projects that they that they work on, uh, things that are actually, uh, I would say, legitimate. And, uh, you know, each one has, like, its own kind of, like, story. If you go on uh, Coinbase and if you go on Kraken, they actually show you for every coin that they sell, they give you a background story on what they actually do. And so obviously Bitcoin is a store value. It's been basically promoted as the gold of the digital age. So if you invest in gold, like Bitcoin would be like gold. Uh, Ethereum was a project that was developed to basically improve that. So they have like kind of like the silver aspect of it. So it's like investing in silver. Dogecoin wants to be the currency. So if you take your investments and then you put them in Doge, then you would be able to spend them easier. (laughs) Because let's just face it, you can't spend a Bitcoin. It's too hard to do it. You have to do fractions and fractions of a Bitcoin. And the transactions would be way too heavy for you to go out and just buy groceries or something with it. 
Uh, maybe you could buy something bigger. I don't know. But it's kind of a store value. It's not really supposed to be used as currency. So Dogecoin is supposed to kind of like fix that problem. And so thus creating, you know, hopefully some gains uh, along the way for people that invest in early. So that would be a, a great thing. You know, uh, Dogecoin, I have some high hopes for. So if anybody's looking just to just start or get into it, I think Dogecoin is an excellent investment. I mean, let's just face it. You, not a lot of people actually have, uh, let's see, $35,000 to spend on a Bitcoin. But I would probably guess that if you could sign up for a Coinbase and get verified, you would probably have 37 cents, you know. And so even like at a thousand dollars, you can get like, you know, uh, you know, a decent ch chunk of change. Uh, let me see here. By now, I've kind of figured out a lot of these calculations in my head, but still once in a while I have to check. But like if you bought a thousand dollars of Doge at 37 cents, you would come out with like 2,702 tokens, which, by the way, that still sounds like a lot if you don't have any. You know, so if you don't have any of it, then, I, you know, 2000 is a great, great, great place to start. I'll, I'll be honest. When I when I uh, was considering buying my first Ethereum, uh, it was it was almost like 900 a token. And that was pretty tough. That was a tough decision. You know, I was thinking, well, is it going to go? Is it going to double that? Is it going to do what Bitcoin does? I, I wasn't sure, you know. And so those are things you have to ask yourself. You have to ask yourself like, hey, is this going to double in price? If it doubles in price, I get my money double. So if, for instance, if, for instance, uh, Dogecoin doubles that price, so if Dogecoin actually doubles in price for your 2,700, I'll just, I'll just do a rough calculation again, 2,702 coins, and you, let's say, let's say it goes to 80 cents, okay? So it goes to 80 cents, then you make double a little over double what you invested. So you put a thousand in, you get a thousand one hundred and sixty one back. So if you can if you can kind of just tell or look at it and kind of assume, hey, I know Dogecoin is gonna get higher than what I paid for, at least to eighty cents ish, then you'll double what you put in. And so that's a good way to look at it. So if you could look at it in that light you can then kind of ride the waves and figure it out. And then you can determine whether or not it's worth investing in. So, and from where we're at, I mean, we're basically at the bottom. So uh, there, there's only one way to go is up. So obviously Doge is going to go higher than 37 cents. It's, it's just a matter of time, you know, and that's what these coins need is time. Time is only going to make them go up. And another one of my picks uh, would be Sci-Coin. Sci-Coin is one I've been watching a lot recently. Uh, so besides Doge, Sci-Coin is like my number two coin that I've been watching. It's it's actually almost at two cents. It's at one one cent eight tenths. So you're talking point zero one eight, and that's that right now to me sounds like a good investment because the the highest it actually got so far, its all time high was at, at like five cents. So we've actually dropped significantly since its all time high. So if I know that it actually can get to five cents and it's only down right now just above a cent, I can almost like five times my money when it gets to five cents. So that would be kind of killer, you know, if it goes up back to five cents and then uh, shoot. I mean, if that thing gets to a dollar, just imagine if you put a 
decent amount of money into it. You could definitely make a lot of money off of that. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's another one that I would probably say it's good looking into. And those those two you can obviously get on Kraken. I the only exchange that I know Psycoin is available on right now, as far as I know, there might be some ones out there like on Binance you can get. But uh, Kraken, the Kraken exchange actually has has Psycoin, and I would say that's a good good one to look into. Uh, v Chain and Vthor are another couple that I've uh, been looking at. Uh, they are. Uh, the V chain's around twelve cents as we're speaking, and Vthor is it's it's like just under a cent. And these two coins work in pairs, I guess. The V chain uh, is like on the V chain network, and then you get Vthor, which is like a coin that's like an interest-based coin that you get for holding V chain. Uh, but you can just buy Vthor if you wanted to, uh, if you wanted to buy it under a cent right now, and you can buy a lot of them. You know, and V chain is at 12 cents, which you could still get at a pretty good deal. 12 cents. It was actually at 21 cents, so it was actually at 25 at the highest. So you'll you'll see that that's a potential. It can go back up to that point, and not to mention the future. I mean, you're talking like 10 years down the road. Who knows what it will be at? I've been hearing that like coins like Psycoin, I mean, in 10 years might be like you know, way past a dollar. So, I mean, geez, just look at it in the long term. I mean, just buy it, set it and forget it and come back. And dude, you might have like hundreds and thousands of dollars just from that. So uh, that's always a way to look at it. Uh, EOS was another one. I was actually really hyped on EOS back in 2017. And I actually got a few of those. EOS, uh, the price has been kind of really up and down, you know, like they actually, it's, it's pretty volatile in the dollar range right now. It's at $5. Uh, like it did jump to like 14, not too long ago. And I think the highest it ever was, was like 23. Yeah. $23. So EOS was a project that, um, they say that they got too greedy or something like that. But, uh, the company that was promoting this, uh, like, I don't know, they had a huge fall, like back when it was like really, really like up there at $22 or something like that. Something happened and it dipped into like the dollar range. And then as of now, we're speaking, it's $5. But I've been hearing a lot of prospects that this coin could be like the next Ethereum. Uh, I mean, if that's the case, I'm really hyped about it because, uh, you know, that's one that I'm interested in. That's one that I have invested in. So I I do, uh, I have some high hopes for this one. If you're looking into buying something that's a little bit more expensive. Now, I'm not saying don't buy the more expensive ones. They might have very good outlooks. I mean, you could buy a coin at like $10 that might one day hit like $300. You know what I'm saying? You, you know, boom, you know, go way higher in the dollar range, you know, but you won't have as many of them. But the whole idea is obviously getting the whole token. You want to get as many of the tokens as possible to multiply your earnings. Now, in that, in this case, it doesn't matter to Bitcoin because one Bitcoin is like, you know, almost 40 grand. So one Bitcoin is, you know, it's expensive. If you had a couple of them, I'm sure you'd be, you know, on cloud nine right now. But there are some people that have probably millions of them, which is ridiculous. And that's that's the whole point. You obviously want to have a bunch of them. The more coins you got, the more you can multiply it. The, the factor it multiplies. So just do the math on it. That's the great thing. And then one thing to keep in mind too, and this is what I really wanted to point out uh, at this point in the podcast, is that you have to also understand the uh, transactions between these coins too. Some of these coins don't don't like each other in the sense that you can't trade certain ones for certain coins. So uh, Bitcoin is kind of like one of those coins that uh, I think... 
on some exchanges you can only trade certain coins for like if you wanted to take one coin and transfer it to another coin there are fees involved in it and i do know that tether is probably the one of the most more popular ways of like actually putting your crypto into a stable coin tether basically is just the united states dollar that's all it is if people are conf- concerned about tether or they don't understand it it always stays roughly around a dollar and what guys do is that they sell their crypto coins for tether and so that way it's kind of like they have dollars you know it's basically worth a dollar and then from there you can like make sure that if you if you do trade them you know that it stays at a dollar and you can do whatever you want with them at that point but tether doesn't translate into every coin so for instance if you wanted to buy sidecoin you can't buy sidecoin with tether on kraken you know it just doesn't work out that way. You have to buy it with Ethereum or you have to buy it with a different coin. And so some coins, it's like speaking English and trying to buy Spanish. You know what I'm saying? There are certain rules on each each exchange that, you know, kind of like invalidates you to not do a certain thing. And I don't know, that might be all pre-planned and played out so that way you pay more in transaction fees possibly it's possible the exchanges are trying to make money too so you then have to transfer your coin to this one and then you have to do that and then you can buy that coin but if you buy it straight up for united states dollar you can pretty much buy anything on any exchange but specific coins require specific coins to buy i guess there are ones like Whitebit. Whitebit, actually, uh, I think they sell every coin for Tether. So if you bring your Tether to Whitebit, you can actually buy pretty much almost any coin. You can buy Bonfire and SafeMoon for Tether uh, on Whitebit.com. But you cannot uh, you cannot get verified if you're in, in the United States. So there's like all these things you have to think about and keep in, keep in mind. You know, if you're in the, in the United States or live in a certain country, you might not be able to get access through your fiat currency to buy a certain coin and that's because they don't want to deal with your tax system and stuff you know if and then you can bend the rules if you want you can send money back and forth between these wallets and then you can just send your tether to to white bit buy it pull it back out of white bit and put in your trust wallet and so wallets is something i didn't even talk about yet a wallet is basically just where you store your your earnings, you store your coins on. And they have two types of wallets. There's a hardware wallet and then there's a cold storage wallet. I'm sorry. There's a soft wallet and a hard wallet. And the soft wallet is a software version of it. It's like an app. It's on your phone. It's always connected to your phone. And then there's a uh, hardware, which is a cold storage wallet. That's what the hardware stands for. It's basically like a little device you plug into your computer. You save your private keys on there for each one of your coins. And then as long as that's disconnected from your computer, nobody can touch your coins. Now, all your coins exist on what they call blockchain or some sort of uh, potential like like server that uh, is connected through all these computers that then record like your, you know, what's your uh, public key how many coins you have on that public key and then you're, you need a private key to get in there unlock it and move it if you want and a lot of these exchanges like kraken coinbase and binance they all have wallets already pre-dedicated for your coins but if you want to move them and you want to send them to a different wallet you're more than you're more than welcome to do it most people will tell you to do it but the problem is, is the one thing that I find that the problem is, is that they do charge you fees in order to move them from wallet to wallet. So keep in mind, you're going to be spending money to send them back and forth. So unless you plan on keeping on that wallet forever and you just don't want to spend them, then by all means, go ahead and do it. But just keep in mind that if you lose 
that wallet or you lose your 30 pass. It's like a 30 word password, which contains your private key somehow in a manner. Uh, if you lose those two things, your money is gone forever. Like if you can't figure out that private key or you can't figure out like where your cold storage wallet is that you've left somewhere, then you're, you're totally out of the game. And some people storm on hard drives. And if that hard drive takes a crap, you know, what are you going to do now? Unless you wrote that key down or unless you have your 30 word passcode that you use for MetaMask or Trust Wallet or whatever, uh, they're gone, man. And good luck. You know, it doesn't work that way. It's a wild west. I told you about it's, it's a wild west of money right now. And so everything is very uncertain right now. And so by doing those things, you take a risk. And that's why I do like Kraken. And I do now hear that Coinbase is doing the same thing. Uh, They actually will back your uh, crypto. Uh, They'll insure it. So they actually do say that they insure your coins. Uh, Now, I'm not sure to what extent. If you have millions of them, they might not insure all of them. But I do know that they say that, I mean, it would obviously have to be cost average in dollar. Uh, But they, they do say that they do insure your coins. So if something happens on Kraken, something happens on Coinbase, if it ain't your fault, obviously, if you let somebody come in and they stole your stuff or you just didn't protect it in the way that you were supposed to, if you didn't have like the two, what is it, API, two-time authentication, FA, whatever, uh, then, you know, they might blame you for it and they don't, you know, they might not want to be responsible if it's a lot of coins. Uh, but from what I hear is if something happens on Kraken's end where they, they actually made a mistake, you know, and something happened, they got hacked or something like that. Uh, I'm hearing that they insure it. So uh, that's just, that's good news, you know, for guys like me that uh, really don't want to like deal with the hustle of like moving them around, hiding them, doing, I mean, it's kind of like cash. If you think about it, that's why they call them wallets and you store them wallets because literally it's like if you had cash in your wallet, somebody steals your wallet, your cash is gone. Obviously they're going to take your cash and you're not going to get it back. What are you going to do? You know, you're going to file a complaint with your bank that you lost your cash. No, it just doesn't work that way. So money is very translucent. It's very, uh, it's sketchy. And sometimes, uh, it, it can be ultimately your responsibility. Uh, you have to take it serious. And so this is definitely something to take serious. And I've been wrapping my head around this for like months now. I mean, seriously, it's been like two or three months now. Ever since this Dogecoin hype that's been happening with Elon Musk and Saturday Night Live and all that, everybody's been talking about it. I've been listening to a lot of guys. Uh, a couple guys I want to give a shout out. Upshot is a guy that does uh, financial, like uh, he, he looks into like Dogecoin. He talks about financial, like, you know, investment type things. He, he obviously tells you that he's not a financial advisor, but uh, you know, just keep in mind what he says is just take it with a grain of salt, you know, but uh, the guy's actually pretty good at talking about what he talks about. He has a lot of good things to say about it. Uh, he has good information. Um, he talks to other guys, does shows on the internet once in a while. Uh, tries not to hype it too much. I mean, again, like I said, be careful with the people that are hyping it way too much. Uh, they obviously have something that they want in return, you know, whether it's your likes or your subscriptions, or they just want to boost their numbers and they want to get people to donate, or they want to create some sort of family or society and stuff like that. Uh, that all revolves around them trying to make a business out of this. So, I'm just doing this for fun. I mean, I do this podcast, hope, hopefully inform people about it. And if people go and buy coins, I only benefit too. So it's great for me because if I'm invested in, you know, in this and then you decide to get invested in it, again, like I said, it's a perfect sales pitch. I don't actually have to tell you. you you'll go out and do it on your own. And then uh, I benefit it in the long run. So uh, that's always you know one way to look at it. So uh, again, if somebody's hyping it too much, 
yeah, I don't know. And be careful of the scams. There's a lot of scams going on. People that like say they're going to give you Doge or they're going to give you Ethereum or they're going to, they, oh, we'll have a giveaway and uh, just give me your uh, private key and all that. And then you you might be new to this and you give it to them and then they steal all your money. Or they have dusting scams where basically you buy things on what they call like a pancake swap or something. And then all of a sudden you see these coins that are just appear in your wallet. You don't know where they came from. And then if you touch those, you send them, receive them, sell them, whatever. Uh, They can then go back into your wallet because the way pancake swap works is you put up a coin and then they replace that coin with the coin you want to buy with. So if you move that coin, that dusting coin, then now they have access to your wallet for that for that moment and they can just pull out all the money you have in there. So uh it's yeah, it's very sketchy. So uh if you're sketched about that, then obviously stick with the uh stick with the uh what do you call it? the financial uh, exchanges, you know. Try not to mess around too much with that stuff if you're very new at this. Cuz I'll tell you right now, there's been moments where it feels like I'm trying to hack into like the CIA, dude, when I'm trying to do this stuff, especially when I'm not at home and it's like, "Oh, right now is a great opportunity to buy this one." And I'm like, "Dun dun 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 dun." I'm like trying to buy it and I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm freaking out. What if I send it to this wrong address? What if it doesn't go through? What if like uh, they even tell you too certain ways to transfer like Tether. You can't you can only do it certain ways. If you want to save money on it, you can do it a different way, but you could lose your your <laughs> well you can lose it like it could just disappear if you do it this way so yeah there's like an erc or uh i don't know there's a way to do it erc 20 token uh it's part of like a the ethereum thing or something like that i don't know uh but it, this is a lot of information for one person to take in in one day this is just a lot of my information that i've discovered about it so uh, you're, you're going to find out on your own. If you're going to get into this and you're going to do all this stuff, you're going to find out your own way. It's going to be, it's going to be a journey, man. It's going to be, <laughs> it's one heck of a journey. I'll just tell you right now, uh, getting involved in this. And like I said, I have crypto fever right now. Seriously. It feels like I literally have a burning fever of crypto right now. Uh, and I think that's what a lot of people are going through right now. Because let's just face it, right now, everybody's deciding what they want to do financially for the next, you know, five or 10 years, probably. We don't know what's going to happen. Uh, you know, the the dollar might even go into peril, you know, where the inflation is out of control. You know how much it costs to go to the grocery store now? I mean, if you don't go to the right place, you'll end up spending like $60, $70 just to buy a couple of things at the store now. I mean, it's insane. Not to mention that if you don't think about how you spend your money, you go out and maybe you buy fast food or you buy something like a coffee at the Starbucks. I mean, geez, one coffee will cost you 6 $7. It's insane. So just be careful with your money and decide what you want to do with it. And then maybe instead of buying that $7 Starbucks, you can buy $7 worth of Dogecoin, which will probably turn into $14. You know what I'm saying? So you just logically have to think about it. Every purchase I make now, it's like, man, I could have bought Dogecoin. You know, it's just so funny. You know, or oh, I, I, I could have invested this in a different coin, you know, or something. And so decisions, decisions, you know. And like I said, it can be also kind of difficult to buy certain coins, you know. Like I said, it's like, it's like, breaking into the CIA, you, like you, <laughs> you don't know if it's going to happen or not, you know? So, uh, it could be sketchy at some points. Like I the first time I bought safe moon, I was, I was freaking out. I was like, Whoa, is this actually going to work? You know? So, uh, try it, try it with just a, like a, a limited amount, you know, get a couple hundred dollars and just play with it. You know, if you can, if you can't, again, like I said, don't be spending money. You don't, you can't spend, you know? especially if you have to pay the bills. If you have to pay the bills, the bills are probably going to be more important. So 
but yeah, there's a lot of different coins out there. A lot of different ways that they work them. They, they manipulate them. They, I don't know, a lot of ways, you know. And so these new ones that I have high hopes for are these tokenomic coins. They don't actually rely on mining. They rely on like, uh, what is it, state of proof or something like that or something, stake of proof or something. And so they actually, instead of like relying on people mining and having to, to solve transactions to, you know, make or solving like equations or something like that to make transactions, um, they're actually different. They just, I don't know what the heck it does, but it does something and it goes up. It goes up in price. So uh, just some websites to check out, though. If you want to see like the price of certain coins, especially ones on major financial, uh, what do you call exchanges? Uh, trading view is a good place to go to trading view. Uh, one for like maybe those alternative coins, dex.guru.com. That's kind of a nice one. I'd look at the bonfire and safe moon on there every, every now and then, uh, you can even check out their websites. Each, each coin should have a website. Now don't invest in a coin. If you can't see literally who's behind it, like that would be stupid. You know, I know uh, what is a Shiba Inu. It's just a cartoon. There's just a cartoon there. They don't, they don't tell you anything about it. There's no, there's really no information. They have white papers about blah, 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 whatever, who garbage or whatever. And we don't know what that's about. But if you go to the pages like SafeMoon, they actually show you their development team. There's people there that, you know, obviously are taking care of the bills that are, uh, you know, hard at work making better internet websites and maybe apps for the programs and stuff you'll be using to trade these coins. Uh, so check it out. Do some research. Absolutely. 100%. You'll have to do a lot of research if you're going to be in, you know, interested. Just don't take anybody's word for it. If you take somebody's word for it and you know you just happen to buy into something that you're not satisfied with, I would definitely feel like that's you've been ripped off. And to feel like you're being ripped off, doesn't it doesn't feel good. So but uh, I think I've I think I've said it all really today. Maybe I said too much. But all in all, you know, I, I do feel that the uh, the future for this is it's it's got a future. Uh, uh, you know, I'm I'm excited. Uh, hopefully, you're excited. Maybe uh, let us know what you think on the Life in Space Pod if you're excited about uh, cryptocurrency. Uh, tell us which one are your favorites, which one you think are you know good picks. I'm always interested to hear like what other people are thinking about and then looking into that, you know, maybe not necessarily buying it, but just looking into it. And, uh, yeah, I'll put some links in this. Maybe uh, you'll see some stuff that you enjoy. So, uh, yeah, without, without delaying at all, man, we'll just play out and we'll see on the next one. So thanks for stopping by, check out the SoundCloud, check out the Apple podcast, check out whatever you want. Uh, and, uh, we'll see you on the next one. So, Thank you for showing up. And uh, at the end of this podcast, if you put cryptocurrency in the, uh, I don't know, the notes or what do you call it, like comments section on SoundCloud, I'll know that you listened to the whole podcast. And guess what? You win nothing. You just get a nice applaud. So thank you. And uh, we'll see you on the next one.